0: Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales leader looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Thursday, the 15th of September. And uh, welcome aboard. If you're a brand new listener, thank you for finding first of all the podcast, but second of all, pressing the play button. And hopefully, there's enough in this particular episode that warrants you to want to come back and listen to a little bit more of an Australian guy talking about sales and sales leadership. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you plugging in to the podcast. And I trust that I'm continuing to add value to you and to your team in the quest to become exceptional in what you do and therefore deliver to your team and for your team results that are not only exceptional, but also sustainable and most importantly, replicable, because that's where sustainability really comes from, having a system and having a process in place that enables us to deliver phenomenal results over a long period of time, which uh, leads me to today's topic. And uh, what I was was out walking this morning, as I normally do, and uh, having a conversation with myself as I'm listening to uh, listening to podcasts and every, every now and then having a conversation with my dog Millie, uh, a six-month-old border collie who is um, slowly but surely getting used to walking seven kilometers each day. But I've got to say, sometimes she just pulls on the lead like you wouldn't believe. So I'm not sure who's training who, but uh, having some fun in the process. And what I was thinking about this morning is a question, and that is, what are you focused on? And that is a question that I often ask myself, and it's certainly a question that I ask a lot of of my clients, but also people I'm working with in, in a workshop setting as well, thinking about what is what is it that we continue to focus on and why is it that we continue to focus on the things that we do focus on. Now, being a student of human behavior, and I have been for many years, and even though I did a coaching accreditation which had a little bit of psychology into it, uh, which really amped up my focus on on people behavior. I was still really, really curious about people well before that, um, and I'm just continually fascinated, even today, continually fascinated in how people respond and behave in various situations and where they choose to focus their attention. And That's the key word, where they choose to focus their attention. Now, being in sales for many years and running sales teams, many people, and including leaders, almost go through the day, I reckon for some people go through life, in a state of unconsciousness, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And not really knowing, uh, well, I do know what they're doing, but not really giving it a huge amount of thought, but probably not knowing why they're doing it and never questioning that, never really questioning, you know, what what am I doing this for? What what is the outcome that we're trying to drive and why am I doing this? And I see it all the time and it's, it's conditioning. Sometimes it is the blind, literally it is the blind, let in the blind and nobody questions it. And it reminds me of a story, and I think it's a parable. I'm not sure that it's actually true, but it makes, uh, makes for really interesting thoughts in relation to this exact topic in terms of we don't question stuff, and we just accept things for how they are and don't actually ask any questions whatsoever. And the story is of the lamb roast. And one Sunday afternoon, when a mother was putting a lamb roast into the oven, her daughter noticed that the mother was cutting off the end of the lamb and putting it in before putting it into the oven. And the daughter asked the mother, so mum, why are you doing that? She goes, oh, well, this is how I was taught to do a lamb roast. My mum's always done that. So grandma happened to be there on the day. So the little girl went to her grandmother and asked the same question. So grandma, mom, I've just seen mum put the lamb roast into the oven and she's cut off the end of the lamb roast. Why? And mum said, you did that. She said, yeah, I did that because that's how my mum taught me how to do a lamb roast. And so the story goes, and they, f- they follow it back, and back in the late 1800s, the originating uh, reason for this was the great-great-grandmother didn't have a pan or an oven big enough for the lamb, so she had to cut off the end of the lamb so the lamb would fit into the oven in order to cook the lamb. And so nobody has questioned that. They've just done it the whole way down the line, and it's become a generational thing. So it's a classic example of how we are all conditioned to do things in a certain way whether it be in life or whether it be in business. And the other part of that conditioning of course is most of us don't actually ask the question and just and get them to justify as to why or be curious enough to find out is there a real reason? Is there a specific reason as to why we do What we do. Now, this is where I'm getting to in terms of today's podcast. We need to be really, really focused on what we are focusing our attention on, what sort of questions we're asking, and therefore what sort of results we are going to generate. So, this also relates specifically to sales. And when you think about this, and I've been the victim of this, but I've also seen others be the victim of this. And when I say victim, it's not necessarily a derogatory term, it's just another way of saying we are conditioned, right? So, sales leaders all the world over are actually conditioned to hit a number by senior executives. And that is the crux of the conversation. So if you look at most senior conversations around sales, around products and services, it is all geared around the strategy, the pipeline, making sure we've got 3x or 4x our target in our pipeline, making sure the CRM is up to date, making sure that the targets are up to date. And if they're not, it's all about what are the close the gap strategies is not about the actual individuals necessarily or understanding where the sales leaders and their teams are focusing their attention. So it's all conditioning. And what what happens is as a sales leader, and I've been guilty of this, going into a, a meeting with senior leaders and it's often known as a cadence review where you're looking at your forecast and you're looking at giving commits because really that's all the, the senior executives are interested in is what is the commits? What are you going to commit to closing so they can go to the board or go to shareholders and say, this is what we are predicting for the revenue this particular month. They want to have a level of certainty, almost like a guarantee, and they will hold you to account for that number. So you've got to be really careful with what you actually end up forecasting. So what this ends up translating to is you've got sales leaders, and therefore by that conditioning sales teams, now translating into flogging products and services and looking for every possible opportunity to retrofit their product or their service into any situation. And when the customers resist, the sales leaders and the sales teams, and certainly the senior leaders, don't really understand why that is because their focus is on, well, we've got the best product, we've got the best service, we have to hit our number. Why aren't the customers falling over themselves to purchase our product and purchase our service? Well, it's because we've got sales leaders and sales teams probably focused on the wrong areas. So if you think about it, and I've said this many times, and I say it all the time to sales leaders and sales teams. And sometimes it's difficult for them to hear, but when you really analyze it and think about it, it's actually quite true. Your customers are not interested in your product. They're not wanting your product. And I remember having this conversation with a very early mentor in the coaching game, and she actually said to me that your clients are not interested in coaching. They do not want coaching. What they want is a solution to either a known problem or a perceived problem that they might have. And what they might be curious about is as as to whether you might have a solution to that problem. But before they actually get into a position where they might be receptive to what that solution might be, they need to get an understanding that you actually care about them as an individual and you can actually identify and empathize with them that they actually do have a problem. But more importantly, that that problem is possible to be solved. Now, if we can actually articulate the problem in a way that resonates with that particular individual and sometimes resonate in a way that they've never thought about it before, then unconsciously in their brain, they're gonna be thinking, well, this person must have a solution to my problem. Now, not only will they start to lean into what that solution will be, they're gonna expect you to then give them a possible solution to that problem. And it won't be about the product, and it won't be about the service. And yet where do most organizations spend the majority of their time when it comes to advertising and so forth? They spend the majority of their time talking about and espousing the virtues of their product, how good their product is. This is number one in this marketplace. This has got the best widgets. This is the shiniest thing we've got. This is the brand new, blah, blah, blah. And when the results do not come in, guess what? The questions and the forensic investigation is unbelievable because there's this belief that this company has the very best product, that they are number one. Now, I want to make something really clear here, and that is, You're working for an organization, you have to have a belief in the product, you have to have a belief in the services, you have to have a belief in the solution. But that belief has to be focused on your ability to solve a problem, not your ability to influence or persuade somebody to take your product so that you hope it might solve a problem. And this is where the the difference is, and this is where the focus needs to be really, really dialed in. Because there are so many sales teams out there and sales leaders who are focused on the wrong areas. They're not focused on asking questions. They're not focused on doing analysis of the industry where their customers are actually residing. They're not focused on what are the trends in that particular industry. They're not looking at what are some of the competitors of their customers doing that might actually bring some insights to the table which might educate the customer and give the customer a sense of wow, this person must know what they're talking about so they're worthy of being listened to And maybe, just maybe, they might have a solution to a problem that I'm currently experiencing. Or there may be some insights that are brought to the table that a competitor is actually experiencing that this organization hasn't yet come across, but it's something to be aware of that they can put into their planning of the future. And it may be that there's a solution they can put in place now to alleviate the possibility of that problem becoming a reality down the track. And so getting your sales team to really focus on the key areas is absolutely critical. Now, At its really basic level, this starts with, what are your team focused on in terms of their ability to sell, their ability to influence? Do they believe that they are worthy of being listened to? Do they believe they've got something of value to be able to deliver to the marketplace? Take the products and the services and the solutions to the side and just put that to the side for one second. Do they believe that they have the ability to actually have a conversation and about to influence somebody to be interested and move from a level of being curious to potentially being interested to then being a customer now this takes focus this is mindset, so when you think about it, what do you and i don't know whether you ask this question of your team every single week or every single day, but I often ask people what brings you to work every single day? what are you focused on, what is important to you, and why do you work in this organization, and why do you come back? every single day. Now, often when I ask that question, people look at me really strangely and think, well, I've never been asked that. Why would you be asking that? Why do you want to know that? And what's really intriguing is many salespeople almost answer that question with a very uh, obvious response is, hey, I want to make commission. I want to make money. And when you look at motivation in this sort of area, it is not the money that ultimately motivates people. It's something else, which begs the question is, what are we actually focused on. Now, this is also conditioning, so let's be really clear. This is conditioning, but I want to make this positive conditioning. As a sales leader, our responsibility is to create an environment where our team are engaged and want to do a great job, do great things, increase their level of discretionary effort. It is not about them making bucket loads of money. So As a sales leader, I've got to create an environment where they feel confident that they can actually operate without being judged, without being criticized, they'll get feedback. But the focus has got to be on the possibilities and the opportunities, not focused on the limitations and the fact that, hey, I've never done this before, or We're, we are not number one in the marketplace, or we are not as well-known as our competitors, so how hard is it going to be to break into a certain organization? Now, I remember working for Telstra, it was um, it was very and Optus to some degree as well before that, it was very easy to go into organizations because the brand was fairly well-known, and just that brand, in most cases, would be able to open some doors. And I know that there's a lot of difficulty that a lot of smaller organizations have in opening those same doors because for all intents and purposes, the people within the bigger organizations haven't really heard of these smaller organizations. So it even makes it more important to then focus on what are the key things to focus on in terms of the possibilities, the opportunities the mindset so that we can open those doors more easily and more readily. And although this might sound like a cliche, and that's because it is, where your focus goes is where your energy is going to flow. And this is an important thing to understand because in our brains, every single human being on the planet has one of these, and it's called a reticular activating system or a RAS. And what the RAS does, it's almost like a heat-seeking missile. So when you're focused on something... What your RAS will do is start to look for evidence in your environment to support the thing you're focused on. So I remember back when I was looking for a new car, and uh, I was at the time driving a beautiful uh, dark green Mitsubishi Verada. And it was a very, it was, uh, I look back now as an old man's car. Pretty much, for those of you in Australia, it's a, it was a Mitsubishi Magna, but the top of the range Mitsubishi Magna. So they called it a Verada. Uh, beautiful leather interior, all the bells and whistles, sunroof, blah, blah. It was, a, it was a great car. But I was looking to update the lease, and what I was looking for is I, I got really excited about a brand new car that had come out on the market, and this was back in 2002, uh, and it was a brand new Mazda 6. Mazda 6, canary yellow, black leather, Bose sound system, sequential gear shift, all the bells and whistles, but it was just sexy, and it was a sports car. Uh and I remember test driving and bringing it home and, and said to my wife, Shari, hey, this is a great car, uh, and said, it's fuel efficient because the Verrata was a six-cylinder, six, six cylinder. this one's a four-cylinder, so it was going to be more fuel efficient. And uh, anyway, long story short, I ended up buying it. And uh, I brought it home, and wouldn't you know it, I thought, even on the way home, I thought that Mazda must have had some sort of run-out deal because on the way home, I saw a stack of canary yellow Mazda 6 sports cars, just driving back from Werribee to back where I to where I live. I lived in Hillside or Taylor's Lakes at the time, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. But then when I started to delve into this thing called the reticular activating system, I started to realize that because my focus was on this particular car and leading up to the time to get interested in, in a new car, I hadn't really seen any of them on the road. Why? Because my area of focus, it wasn't in my frame of reference. It wasn't in my locus of control, for want of a better term. So I didn't really see them. But as soon as I got interested in that, because my focus was going on to that, guess what? My RAS was starting to look for evidence in the environment to support what I was looking for. And all of a sudden, these cars were everywhere. Now, that's just a story about a car. Now, think about that and translate that to everything in life and particularly in sales. And the question is going to be, what are you focused on as a leader? When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thought you have? Is your thought, hey, this is going to be a phenomenal day. We're going to make a difference today. We're going to bring on a new customer. We're going to make progress towards bringing on a new customer. We might increase our network. We might bring on a new partner. We might even attract a brand new salesperson into the team. So being really, really clear on what you're focused on because as we know, the team is and always will be a reflection of you as a leader. So therefore, what is your team going to be focused on? And I can tell you, if you are focused as a leader on the problems and the limitations and the things that are not working and why aren't we actually making progress? Why is our target so big? Guess what? That's what you're gonna get in terms of evidence to support that because that's where your energy is being flowed into. On the other hand, if you start focusing on the opportunities, if you start focusing on the fact that there is an abundance of customers out there, there is an abundance of clients out there who are looking for solutions to problems, they just don't necessarily know it yet, then guess what? Either way, your reticular activating system will find it. So the question as we finish off today is as a sales leader, what are you currently focused on? Are you focused on the fact that there is possibilities, that there are there are there is limitless opportunities out there? Are you focused on the fact that there is an abundance of opportunities and abundance of everything that's really available to you, and therefore you're focusing all your attention on that because that's what your your reticular activating system will search for? Or are you actually focus on the fact, you know what? There's not enough opportunities. Our targets are too high. Uh, it sounds really, really obvious, and one is positive, one is not so positive, but I'm just staggered at the number of sales leaders who choose, and this is the thing, they choose to focus on the negative stuff, uh, and they think it's not their fault, and they don't take responsibility. So as a leader, as we wrap up this particular episode, just be really, really conscious of you, first of all, as a leader being conscious of what you are focused on, making sure that you're taking responsibility for everything that's happening right now and specifically taking responsibility for where you are right now because your RAS and the way you've been thinking and your focus has led you to where you are right now. And that's a good thing. It's actually a good thing because if you can articulate what reality looks like right now, you can actually ask yourself, is reality what I want to continue to experience? Or do I want to start to create a different version of reality? Now, whatever answer to that question is, guess what? Your RAS will go to work. So make sure you're plugging into your thought process. Really ask yourself the question each and every day, what is it that I'm focused on? And guess what? You can choose those thoughts and you can choose what it is to focus on. And just let your RAS go wild. So with that said, if you would like some help with any of this, but also most importantly, if you'd like some help with your leadership and and like to and committed to taking your leadership to an exceptional level and you know there's another level of leadership you can get to which will translate into your team getting more sustainable, more replicable and more exceptional results, then I'd love to have a conversation about working with you one-on-one and helping you do just that. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at right now, what are some of the things that might be stopping you from going to the next level and also map out a plan and then start executing that plan as early as possible. Right now, i uh, got some spaces opening up, so more than happy to have that conversation. So, I look forward to having that chat with you. As always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar. Go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.